0: Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to WandaHoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back everybody to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard. Today, I am feeling a little under the weather, so if my voice sounds groggy at all, it is just because I am here showing up in my everyday life. And today we have with us, though, an amazing guest. I knew about her product for a long time. You guys have probably heard of it, too. It's chat books. But I didn't know the message behind it or the inspiration behind it, and I had no idea what started it all in the beginning. And then I went to this amazing Jody Moore event and I found Vanessa Quigley there. And she is the founder and creator of the chat books. And so I've been really excited to bring her on because her story is incredible. She grew this amazing business with her kids right beside her, with raising a family and she has a huge family. So welcome (laughs) Vanessa. I'm excited to really dive into how you did that, how you were able to grow this business alongside of your family. So welcome. Well, I'm thrilled to be here and
1: the Jodi Moore event was amazing. I learned so much from the entrepreneurs that were there and it's such a pleasure to meet you and
0: to be here today. Yeah. Well, great. So I want to dive right in and know exactly like. Tell everybody what it was that started you off on this entrepreneurial journey and why you even started. (laughs) Well, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur.
1: My husband, from the day I met him, I knew that his dream was to build businesses, physical products that people could hold and that would make people's lives better. My dream was to be on the stage under the bright lights singing and acting. I loved, I loved performing and in high school I worked at Walt Disney World. I grew up in Orlando, so about 40 minutes away from Disney and I grew up, um, performing there and just dreaming of the bright lights. Um, but yeah, my life took a little bit of a turn when I found out after being married for only three months that I was pregnant with my first baby and I still had a year left of, college of my undergraduate, I was getting a degree in vocal performance and pedagogy. I actually wanted to be an opera singer. um, But having a baby sooner than I had expected kind of forced me to reexamine the path that I had laid before me and decided that singing and performing was going to look a little differently It was going to be more like community theater and local, (laughs) local orchestra um, work. And I was really blessed and lucky to be able to do that for years while my husband um, went down his entrepreneurial path, his career path, um, building software businesses. Actually, he it's interesting. The dream was to create a product that you could hold in his hands. But at the time, the internet was booming and everyone was building software products. And we were fortunate enough to be able to um, enter that space. And he became a successful tech entrepreneur. And we'd gotten to a point in our family life, my oldest, I actually have seven kids, you mentioned I have a large family seven is very large in my book, I'm the oldest of 12. And I never ever thought I would have more than six, six felt like you know, half of what I had growing up doable. Um, but we were blessed to have seven children. And when my oldest was getting ready to graduate from high school, we, we took a hard look at what what was in the future for us. And we wanted to have the next business that he built be something that would truly make the world a better place and in fact we realized that moment when you kind of look at this moment where our son was going to go off to college and our family was going to change forever um, that you realize like nothing really matters except for family so what can we do to help strengthen families and um, my husband and i both had had experiences growing up and as a young family Around photos and family stories. And um, we wanted to help people use technology to hold on to those stories and recognize the power that comes from our family stories. And so we, we decided actually, uh, we followed our son to college. He, we were living in Florida at the time, and he had decided to go to BYU in Utah. And um, Utah is not only a great place to start a business, it's very entrepreneurial. There's a great um, ecosystem there but it's also the center of family history in the whole world. Like the vaults in the mountain here in Utah hold all of the ancestral records. Um, family is just a, is a big focus in Utah. And um, with those two things, we decided, you know what, this might be a good place to build a business for families. Um, And at this point, I was still not interested in being part of the business. I was going to be the support, but we were going to get back to Utah. And um, that's actually where I got my undergraduate at BYU. And I thought, well, I'm going to go back and get my master's. and I'm finally going to, you know, make some real progress in my career as a a singer. Um, But after a few months of my husband trying to get his idea for a, a business that would help, families hold on to their family stories. I had a lot of ideas. And um, next thing you know, we're together building the business that we've now been running for almost nine years. Um, you know, his background is in enterprise software. And so he had, was originally building enterprise software for families. And even if you don't know it, what that is, just the name tells you all you need to know. It's complicated. <laughs> in- <laughs> not actually what busy families need and um my experience being a mother with a bunch of young kids trying to figure out the easiest way to help our family hold on to their story when I had one kid and two even with three children I was still scrapbooking that was the primary way that I was documenting our family story but somewhere around child number four I fell off the wagon and then I've got my youngest who, not only does he not have a scrapbook, but we don't even have any printed photos of him because digital photography had taken over. Um, and I had been using Instagram as a way to, not necessarily, I wasn't thinking about documenting our family story. I was mostly trying to stay connected to friends and family. We moved around a lot and I'm terrible at making phone calls or you know, anything other than like, I can share this photo on social media and then everyone will know what we're up to and kind of check in. And after doing that for a few years, I realized, hey, this is actually kind of like a family journal. Like if I could just print this, then my kids would have something to hold on to. I know I'm never going to scrapbook again, but something is better than nothing. And so I turned to my husband after he had spent months and months, actually years, I'll say, um, building this complicated software that could have been great if people actually had the time to use it. And I said, can we actually just figure out a way to print my Instagram? And it was a moment in time where he was feeling, I think, a little humble and realizing he didn't have the answer and maybe this would be it. And we built a prototype and the rest is history. And I, again, didn't want to be a like a formal member of the team, but I had so many ideas about what busy families need and want and who the customer, I knew who the customer was. It was me. Like, of course, I should be part of the team helping guide the development of this product, and how we're going to sell it and market it. So um, I'm a very reluctant entrepreneur. But the last nine years of building this business has been like the hugest growth opportunity for me personally, but it's also been a huge blessing for our family.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I heard so many different like avenues of that I want to explore and go down. The the idea that as your family was growing and chasing your dreams, you had to adapt. You were scrapbooking and that had to shift and look different. But also this idea of you didn't want to be in the entrepreneurial world, but because of your insights and your qualifications as the perfect customer for this uh product you were able to actually build something that is hugely valuable for families. We've gotten chat books before, and we've loved them. And it's something that our kids can hold and look through. And it's so cool. I love it. I love that. So what, um, what did that look like right at the beginning then? When you have all these young kids and you're trying to create this business, how did you find a way to balance it? What was something unique to your family that enabled you to balance a big family and growing a business?
1: Yeah. Well, I think all of the years up until we started chat you know, we when we started chat my oldest was a freshman in college and my youngest had just gone to kindergarten. And that was like a big milestone for me, you know, moms all dream of bedtime when their kids are all going to be in school and you've got your day to yourself. Um, I was really, really looking forward to just focusing on what I wanted to do in those hours that everyone was going to be off to school um so and that was part of the reason why i didn't want like a full-time job at that time um but i will say the years as a part-time singer and actress you know working on and off again and supporting my husband in a really demanding um, tech startup career we just learned how to just make it happen there was no like clear distinction because life as an entrepreneur, it's not a nine to five thing. And so any idea I had of, you know, my husband coming home at 5 p.m. and us sitting down and having dinner together and then going out and, you know, going on a walk or throwing the ball. Like, I don't know why I thought that my dad was a was a hardworking attorney and we actually never saw him either. <laughs> um, I, I think it was too much television, you know, like leave it to Beaver or whatever. I thought that, if things would be different. But very early in our marriage, I realized, okay, he is actually gonna be working more than I thought. And I'm gonna to have to do more than I thought at home, trying to make my career. And it just like everything melded together. So there were never these clear distinctions. So I think all of those years, while he was building his career, while I was helping raise our family and you know, trying to build a career for myself with music and acting, by the time it was, we decided to start this business together, we already had this incredible partnership through life through, it looked different, but it felt the same, this give and take. And our kids were used to that as well. Um, You know, I was lucky enough that I was able to hire help to, in, you know, when I had to go to work, if my husband wasn't home yet, you know, we always had like a, like a young college student or, you know, someone that would be able to come to the house and help me. So my kids were used to having, you know, a village of people that were helping and it was actually delightful for them. They were new best friends for them. And, and I was, I was used to the idea that I can't do it all. It's okay to ask for help. And so as we started building the business, I was really lucky in that the timing of it with my kids at school. So I at least had my days where I could, you know, just, not worry about it and focus on on the business but then I, it was really important for me to be home when they came home from school and so i would just close my laptop go home make sure i was there with them the hard part was having my brain still be on the business and know that there are so many things that i still need to figure out and problems to solve but i have these kids right in front of me who need me a hundred percent and so learning how to turn my brain on and off and be fully present with my kids that was something that took um you know took a bit of practice in trial and error and I used to think that I was really good at multitasking and I now believe that that's like really really hard to do it might even be impossible to do this morning I was trying to listen to an audiobook while I was working out and I'm counting in my head my lunges and my squats and trying <laughs> to keep track of the story and I'm like wait what just happened like I think that's a lie multitasking is a sham especially when it comes to your family so the thing that I I tried to to be really good at as when I'm home, I'm home. Laptop shut, keep my phone off. I love my Apple watch so I can at a glance, see if there's anything super urgent that's coming through. Uh, but when I'm in front of my kids, I try to be fully present. And then, you know, once dinner's done and everyone's kind of, you know, settled for the night, then maybe I can open back up and answer the last few emails. But multitasking, yeah, that doesn't work for me.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. And I really like too that, you recognized early on that there had to be that learning process that it wasn't just a automatic switch that you can just pop to attention to your kids, but it is definitely like a muscle you have to train and you have to get better at. So what was it? Um, was there any like specific tools or techniques that worked specifically for you and your family to kind of teach that separation? Um,
1: Well, mostly for me, it was just some self discipline. (laughs) And then also an understanding with, um, you know, with the whole family that there are going to be times where I like, I have to do this thing right now, I'm going to step over here, and I'm going to be unavailable for the next hour, I need you to keep working on your homework or switch the laundry or whatever. Um, It was just a lot of communication. And that is true in every family and every organization, everything runs a lot smoothly. When expectations are made very clear and you communicate often and then follow up because not always do things work out the way you think. Like, for example, my son who is home from school right now, um, even though I had the door shut, he has come into my bedroom. And so he is on my bed right now. Declan, can you please go on out and shut the door while I finish this podcast? Thank you. (laughs) Um, that's a constant learning curve, right? Um, but, one idea that's really helped our family, and it, and it helps in, in talking about this, because I actually get this question a lot about balance, you know, with a big family and a, a growing business. Balance is, there's also no, no such thing as balance, right? <laughs> yes. We like to talk about it as integration, and it's actually an idea that my father-in-law, he was the global CEO of Deloitte, um, the accounting firm, um, and he, you know, traveled a ton and he served in his church and he was a very devoted father. And you can't carve out neat little, um, you know, boxes of where you're going to spend your time. It all kind of ends up melding together. And so that idea of integration, we've fully embraced. And, and we actually talk about it as a family farm. Um, I know I mentioned this when I was speaking at Jody Moore's event that I didn't really grow up on a farm, but we did have a lot of farm animals. As the oldest of 12, my dad, I think he thought it would be a really great way for us to learn some responsibility if he bought a milking cow and some chickens and some goats and some sheep and some pigs and just literally a little of everything. And then we had jobs because with farm animals, you don't get to just like go on vacation and forget about them, right? They need (laughs) tending and care every morning and every night. And that idea of like a working farm, you don't get a break on Christmas morning, the cows still need to be milked. And people who grow up, really grew up on a farm, they understand that, that the whole family's working together to keep the farm running, to keep the household running, to keep the family running smoothly. And so even though our farm for the Quigley family right now is, you know, in the business chat books and the kids can't really do that much to help, you know, turn the cranks of the business, but they are fully invested here at home, um, with their, you know, individual chores and responsibilities, where they help with the cooking, and then also with just understanding that mom and dad aren't going to be as available as maybe some of their friends. Um, It's just this sense that our work and our life are fully integrated. And that's kind of what makes us us and makes our life interesting.
0: Oh, I love that. I really like too. like your story very much gets the idea across that kids, even though they aren't necessarily doing the nitty gritty details of the business, their support at home is valuable. And like you said, the communication of getting that across of like what the expectations are and why it's needed, that they can feel valuable in that role. And it doesn't have to be this idea of, mom guilt of being like ah oh, i'm asking my kids to do too much and um i should be there more but it can actually be a very fulfilling role as the kids i also really liked how you pointed out um like you mentioned babysitters and people coming and that was a normal part of your life and that that was a good thing that it was like their new best friend and creating a village for them more people for your kids to rely on i think those two things are huge to remember like as yeah. moms We're providing the environment, not the constant right there in front of them. Like they need other people in their lives. So so I think
1: I think it's okay to acknowledge that we're all different, right? And we're going to have different um, like expectations and and levels of comfort for different situations. Like I, two of my best friends, you know, even when we were having our babies together and did all the park play dates and library groups together um and trying to just juggle all the demands of young children they they could not understand how i could then leave in the afternoon to go to rehearsal and spend all night at the theater performing because that just felt impossible for them because then how do you get caught up in the laundry and you know how do you leave your kids and how do your kids let you leave and you know it was just we had just different needs primarily like I really needed to be out feeling like I was still growing and developing and sharing my talents. It actually made me a better mother. I came home happier. I was happier in the morning. I was happier all day long, even though I was felt like I was trying to cram in a full day's work in half a day, you know, at the house to get me ready to be able to leave. But I was happy to do it because I was going to get to go do what I loved. Um, And that didn't make you know either situation right or wrong they were just different and that was totally okay but i think it's really important in that idea of how communication in any organization is so important is that I, our family has always felt completely bought in like they are part of our founding team um we have a a, a family motto that we started when our kids were gosh, i think my oldest had just turned eight it's called the quigley creed where we kind of laid out the, this is what it means to be a Quigley. And it doesn't matter where or who you're with or what the circumstances, quigglies are always respectful, responsible, considerate and kind. And you can take those values and you can apply them to any situation with mom home all the time or with mom working or with a nanny who's, you know, should be arriving here at my home any minute to doubt me this afternoon. Um, our kids know who they are and they know that they're an important part of our team in making our family work. And, you know, in this season of our life, as we've been building the business,
0: making our business work. Yeah. ah, oh, that's so good. And I, so what is it right now then that life kind of looks like? Cause I totally agree with this idea that each person needs to do it differently and it needs to be okay to do it your own way. I feel like so many people, um, they're not really sure what their weight is. They don't yeah. know how to even find that or that balance and not feel guilty about it. Cause so many people are doing it differently. So what is it, what does life look like right now for you in balancing the ages of your kids and their interests along with keeping the business growing and thriving? Yeah.
1: Well, before I answer that question, I just want to say something about the guilt that sometimes we feel when we can't do it like somebody else because you might see someone doing it away and you're like, oh yes, I want that. But it might not be the right season in your family's life. You might not have the right partner for that arrangement. You might not have the finances for that arrangement. And so as much as we can just not, not layer any other guilt for doing it or not doing it a certain way and just be open to exploring together as a family and with your partner on what's best for your family, um, that the more successful you're going to be um, right now, I'm in, I'm in a really interesting phase of my life. I only have two kids, my two youngest kids living at home full time. Actually, that's not true. One of my college students, um, he has a dog. And so it's been a little harder to find an apartment. He's had two fall through all, <laughs> already. So he's still at the house every day looking at new apartments, anxious to get out because he wants to be living in their mom's basement when they're 22. And an adult but um it is a really different phase of my life because um you know my the two kids that are still in school one is 16 and she plays tennis and we hardly ever see her she just gets herself up and goes and drives herself around and my youngest he's 14 and he's so independent and smart and capable he has an electric scooter that he will ride to work he goes yesterday i didn't have um what he wanted for lunch and so he rode to the grocery store and bought himself some chicken breasts and <laughs> cooked up some made himself a fancy oh, lunch awesome. um it's it's very different and if if there's one thing that I'm consciously having to kind of guard against uh is that inertia that sometimes happens in families where you work really hard when you with your first kids and then by the time your youngest grow up you're just I'm so tired, (laughs) whatever, do whatever you want. I'm the oldest in my family growing up. And by the time, you know, the 12th child was a teenager, I was shocked and horrified at the things that my mom and dad let him do and how much freedom it had in comparison to my life growing up. And I said, I will never do that to my kids. Well, here I am with a 14 year old who's often up later than I am. I go to bed before he does sometimes. i'm really trying to fight against that tired tired mom you know (laughs) phase of life totally um but it's hard to ignore the fact that he's just grown up differently you know when my oldest was his age i still had a bunch of little kids so it was really important that we were all in bed by nine o'clock all the kids have to be in bed by nine o'clock you know and he just had very different my oldest had a very different life growing up it's still a good life but different and that's another thing that I think i had this conception growing up that everything needed to be fair and the same for my kids Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: since i was homeroom mom for the first four kids i need to be homeroom mom for the other kids Mm -hmm. right but i actually can't do that right now in my phase of life and that's okay i get to be a lot of other things to to these younger kids and so yeah that's what our life looks like right now and because i am working full-time still i do have somebody that comes to the house is here when my son gets home from school. I work from home, so we're here and we're always kind of tag teaming, but just, I need somebody to have eyeballs on him. I just say to, to my, um, I call her my assistant here at home, you're just gonna be me. Like anything that I would want to be doing if I weren't working right now, and um, I, I need you to do that for me. And so, you know, she's part of our village right now and it's what helps us keep, keep things moving.
0: Uh, the, so many good things in that dynamic that you have created in your home, because it really does help represent like how you can start to do things differently and that you do need to actively fight against that inertia of, but this is what it should look like, or this is what I was expecting it to look like. Um, one thing too, that I really liked about your story. I am a scrapbooker. I love to scrapbook, but without my business growing and everything happening there, I, I, by the time my fourth kid came, I wasn't keeping up on top of the scrapbooking. And it was killing me because I was like, what exactly like what you said it needs to be fair. They need to have the same things," mm-hmm. And I just couldn't do it anymore. So this idea of the chapbooks and how it really enables you to keep building those memories and those bonds but not um have to put all the time and energy into it that you don't have anymore is yeah. so beautiful. Oh, it's so helpful. Um yeah. so another thing that I really liked about your story too is how you told the nanny, your assistant at home, mm-hmm. that to be you at like while they're there, do everything that you want. That's such a cool uh dynamic because it it helps um reiterate this idea that you as mom can create that environment that your kids need, even if that's utilizing other people. That's so cool. So what would you say, um, was it that your parents did that enabled you to have a foundation to build what you've built now? Honestly, my parents instilled
1: so much confidence in me. And when I look back on, when I look back on photos, for example, of me in seventh grade Um, when, you know, I I went through a little babushka phase. You know, I got a little chubbier, I've got this red frizzy hair, just so many freckles. And and there were very cute boys in my class that did not pay me any attention. And I was fully convinced they were intimidated by my beauty. Because my mom had ingrained in me that I was the most beautiful, most wonderful most friendly, hilarious, like all of the wonderful things. So the only explanation for him to not notice me must be I'm just way too intimidating. Um, that I I just have been so grateful for. Uh, it's only looking back on photos, I'm like, huh, maybe there was something else. There. <laughs> but no, my parents were and I think it's this is part of being from a big family is a lot was required of each of us to help keep things running. And as the oldest and in my family, it was me. And then there were six boys and then the little girls. And so, you know, I try to be more equitable in some of the gender roles in our family. The boys do a lot of cooking and do a lot of dishes, but in my family, growing up, the boys were always outside helping dad with the animals and in the yard. And I was in the house, helping mom with the babies and with the cooking and the cleaning. Um, So I was just used to knowing that I was an important part of how this all works. Like without me, this would not be happening. So I just, those two things, I just left the nest with like tons of confidence. Um, It's not to say I didn't have my moments through high school where I was like, oh my gosh, you know, normal insecurities and feeling like an imposter. Um, But I'm just grateful for the things, the things my parents taught me about who I am and where my value really lies. And then giving me actual tools, like gave me jobs, gave me an opportunity to like, to learn things and to get my hands dirty and to problem solve on my own. With, with 12 kids, my parents did not like hold my hand through. For example, like when I was a senior in high school, like I signed myself up to take the ACT. I applied to college. Like I did all, anything that had to do with my like school and my interests and my extracurriculars, it was me making it happen and so that just like has been a huge gift to me and as i've parented my own kids where now it's so easy to do everything for them and to track everything on apps and skyward i can track all of their like every single day and every class at school and know exactly you know what they've turned in and what they haven't i can track their literal like where they are um it's it there's just there is a blessing in that to some point but there has to be balance and i i might tend to err towards how i was raised a total hands-off approach um and so trying to find a middle ground where i'm like not completely clueless when the report card comes home and i'm like wait what (laughs) what are you doing all year um no but my my parents i think teaching me some skills instilling in confidence and even to this day like not telling me how how i should be doing things just like cheering me on, you know, we're going to make mistakes in this life in our personal life in our business life. And if you don't fully own those and you're not able to learn from them. And so that's been a huge blessing too.
0: Oh, definitely. So what would you say is like the number one factor, excuse me, or what can parents start doing right now that want to instill that kind of confidence in their kids? But that's, Doesn't feel natural to them, or they know know exactly what to be focusing on to make sure that they do feel that confidence. How can they instill that in their kids?
1: I keep thinking back to all of the jobs that I had to do, all of the housework. Because I will say, as I've gotten busier, um, you know, I hire someone to come every two weeks to do a deep clean of my home, and the kids all have little jobs, but like, I I know they're not going to be done up to my standard. And it's okay, because I have someone a professional coming in to make sure they actually get clean. But when when you're a young mom, and you have a young family, and maybe don't have the resources to hire a professional come in, it's still really important to give your kids this responsibility and ownership. My mom used to always say, a kid's job done is better than no job done. Meaning like a kid's take on cleaning a bathroom is better than not having anyone clean the bathroom. And and I realize now, like, maybe with 12 kids, it is just a necessity. And that's what you have to live. But I also think it was a bit of a sacrifice knowing that, okay, I know I could do that better, but it's important for her to learn this and we're just going to go with it. I think we often, especially growing up in this social media world where we're just inundated with like images of perfection, perfectly clean houses. And you just feel like everyone's got everything together and, and it becomes like a personal mission to have like a perfectly clean house and a perfectly organized pantry and perfectly groomed children (laughs) but i think that's doing a disservice because if you're doing everything your kids aren't getting an opportunity to learn so give them a chance to load the dishwasher as wonkily as they're going to load it i mean yeah teach them that actually cups have to be upside down and silverware should go in like this but give them a chance to like build that pride that comes from knowing how to to do a job and that they're an important part of the family ecosystem and then the other thing is don't be so quick to solve your kids problems like i used to brag that i was the meanest meanest mom i knew like i'm not a helicopter mom but it's only in hindsight now that my kids are actually like leaving the nest and i'm realizing and how much they still need me <laughs> I'm realizing how much I did for them. And I'm like, huh, I wish that I hadn't snowplowed that problem away for them. I wish that they had had a chance to figure that out when the stakes were lower. Because when they, you know, when they move out of your house and they're young adults and they have jobs and they're in college and they're living on their own, like the stakes are a lot higher. And if they're not used to being able to sit through some discomfort and work through discomfort to solve some problems that, you know, lots of life's problems have." you don't bring them on yourself it just happens and we have to deal with it Um, but I think sometimes as parents we want to shelter our kids from discomfort especially if it's like not their fault you know if your kids I I could just think of a million scenarios where I thought I was doing the right thing by stepping in but really the right thing would have been to just back off and unless there's blood like let them figure out that squabble there or you know they're not going to starve if they don't have their lunch at school um yeah i think it's important for kids to to feel the confidence that comes from learning how to do something and how to take care of themselves but also how to work through hard problems and discomfort
0: ah oh, that's so good like there's so many tangible Like clues to start paying attention to, especially this idea. I feel like so many parents, they're like, I am having my kids do chores, but it's not working. But what you described was very different. It's not this pay attention to how good the bathroom looks or pay attention to how well the laundry was folded, but it's more, are your kids trying? Are they doing it? Are they getting it done the best way their kids' self can do it? That's what matters. And so it really like alleviates this picture perfect thing that we feel like we need to be presenting all the time and more focusing on just giving our kids that opportunity so oh thank you so much that's so helpful um another what I want to know right now is what are you most excited about with your business and with family and like what's coming up for you that is truly exciting
1: with our business we have been selling photo books for the last eight years um and it's been Amazing to see how that's been such a blessing for the families that our customers. Um, I, I love I love hearing from customers how much their kids love their books and how it's brought families together. I'm really excited to break out of the physical product business and be selling software to help families hold onto their stories. So we're right now building out a couple of different apps that are going to help families stay more connected in their everyday life. Um so stay tuned for Hey Fam that one should be launching very soon. Um it's like Slack for families. Do you know what Slack is? Uh, uh, I don't. So it's a, it's actually the messaging platform we use in our business. It's not group chat, it's not WhatsApp, it's not um it's not like anything that you've used before, but if you've got big busy families, this is the thing to help keep families connected. And so hey, fam, that's going to be coming out soon. So cool. Personally, we have a trip booked to Hawaii in October, and it is getting adult children, um, a growing family with in-laws all together on the same, you know, on the same schedule is a true feat. But my husband and I, we are actually going to be speaking at BYU Hawaii in October about uh, mental health, and we've invited our kids to all come and listen to us speak. And some of our kids are going to be performing music um, at this at this devotional. And we're going to enjoy a few days on the beach. And so that is like that is what is getting me through life right now. Is just looking forward to that.
0: Oh, I love this, and it's a perfect example of what you've shared with us of how your family has integrated business and family life. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so everybody, make sure that you. Pay attention to that app releasing. That sounds incredible to be able to yeah.
1: release really it. We're going to announce. We're going to announce when it's available on our chatbooks Instagram. So follow along at chatbooks Instagram. And Hey Fam is the new app. And then probably beginning next year, an app called Ours that's going to help um, help husbands and wives with the the camera roll problem. We all take different photos, right? But we want yeah. the best of both. Um, so it's a way to kind of curate the the camera rolls and then also capture meaningful memories as they're happening for your for your family.
0: Ah, uh, So cool. I'm so excited about those things. So I will provide links below for people to be able to come to Instagram and follow along so that they can make sure to get on those apps because those sound incredible. So thank you, Vanessa, so much for coming. And thank you, everybody else for listening and we will see you all next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all, and we will see you next time.